Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Heather Robinson. She is a divine mother mentor, a conscious reparenting guide, and an inner child and mother wound healer. Welcome, Heather. Good morning. How are you doing today? Mm, thank you so much for having me. Good morning. I'm doing really well. How are you? Excellent. Excellent to hear. I am doing very well. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking and making the time to be here with me today and sharing your personal journey and story. I'm looking forward to jumping in and learning and sharing more about who you are and what you do. Well, I'm excited to be here and to share with you. So Excellent. So as mentioned, you are all of those things as well. Last but certainly not least, you're a mother. That is a hell of a lot of hats you wear and one hell of a resume. How important is prioritization and organization to you in order to stay on top of things? Very. <laughs> it's actually been a really great topic lately in my world with myself, my clients, my friends, with everybody just kind of reassessing how they're organizing their lives and their worlds and making sure that they are, you know, the most efficient and freeing up space for more enjoyable things, you know? Yeah. So very, very important to be organized to have our priorities straight, to really bring in the mother energy in terms of uh, fluid structures. That's something that the mother is really good at. So, And is there, are there any particular practices that you have or that you put into place to help you with staying organized and prioritizing? Yes. I use my calendar and lists a lot so that I can free up space in my brain to, you know, be focusing on whatever else it needs to be focused on. So, you know, those thoughts that come into your mind and they'll come up over and over. Oh yeah, I got to remember that. Oh yeah, I got to remember that. Oh yeah, I got to remember that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those are always running on the back burner, taking up really vital energy and space. So if you just get it down somewhere, yeah, <laughs> whether it's a list or in your phone, on a calendar, setting reminders, all of those sorts of things, then it frees up that space for creativity, for presence with your loved ones and, and all those things that matter a lot more. <laughs> yeah. And not to mention, it feels good to cross things off of a list. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> you can physically see it. Yes, I finished that. Yes, I finished that. Feels yeah. good. Yes. So for those who might not know, what is a divine mother mentor and how do you incorporate this facet into the work you do? Uh, that's a great question. I came up with the term the divine mother mentor when I realized that I wasn't just working with the mother archetype. I was really working with the divine mother, which, you know, 
if you're if you're looking at things from a spiritual perspective, all of us, everybody, are yeah. God, right? And there there yeah. is God in all of us. We are not God, but God is us. And so there's a lot of different iterations of God of the divine energy, and one of those happens to be the mother archetype. And when I realized that it wasn't just an archetype, it's actually like a channel to God. I was like, wow, I'm actually working with the divine feminine, the divine masculine, the divine energy. And that name just kind of landed pretty easily. I mentor people. I don't necessarily coach them. You know, there's fine lines between the the differences of what you do. I don't really hold back and wait for people to find their own answer. I, I give them answers so that they can figure it out on their own, if that makes sense. I come from a doula background. So okay. I give all, all of the options and all of the knowledge and all of the, you know, little nuggets that people need to know. And then they learn how to navigate things on their own. So as the Divine Mother mentor, it's very much uh, people didn't learn how to unconditionally love themselves. And so I teach them how to do that by doing that. And how long have you been a mentor and what inspired you to become a mentor? It's been a couple of years now. And what really inspired me was my own healing journey since I became a mother. So like I said, I, I was in a doula background and I've been in this space holding position for a long time. I've been working with the mother for a long time. You know, those roles have been in my life for over a decade. But when I had my son and I was really like catapulted into this healing process and journey, I realized how important it was as an adult, if you didn't have an adult when you were a kid to teach you how to love yourself unconditionally, how do you do that as an adult? And you really need somebody to hold that space for you to show you the way to love you unconditionally so that you can learn how to do it for yourself. And that sort of brought everything just layers and layers deeper than just holding space and guiding babies into the world and mothers into motherhood. You know, it's a very different sort of world. And it really inspired me because it was something I could have used really, really well doing what I'm doing, obviously, is something, yeah. you know, that I found a need for and I think would be really beneficial for people on a similar journey. And so why did you decide to focus your energy and business on helping to empower women? Did some of this <laughs> journey begin with some of your own personal struggles? Yeah, absolutely. Would you mind sharing a little bit? Absolutely. The start of it was, I guess, when I was a little kid, you know, the first memories that I had in my life, in this life were how I wouldn't want to raise my kid, <laughs> how, I, right. how, how I felt about being treated a certain way. And these were standard practices across the board at the time. And for me, it was very much about this consciousness and awareness of like what we're doing and how we're connecting in a family unit from parent to, to child. So I grew up with this awareness and this consciousness that I was going to do something differently. I also, as a teenager, was like fascinated, completely engrossed in the birth world, in pregnancy in babies and how they are coming into the world, really just like the beautiful process that it is. But I also just innately knew that there was a lot of stuff that needed to change in that world. And I had no reason to know that, you know, there was nothing about it other than my own birth experience <laughs> yeah. coming into the world <laughs> that would have made me feel that way. And so I just kind of grew up in my teen years with this like really deep passion to do something about the birth world and about 
babies and children growing up and empowering people to kind of just do something a little different. <laughs> How would you say then these experiences have helped shape the Heather you are today, both personally and professionally, do you think? Oh, I mean, they're a foundation, I guess, for who I am at a core level. They have decided and really pointed the way for my values, my passions, my ultimately my purpose. You know, the reason I had the first memory that stuck was what it was, was because of my purpose. And so the values that I hold with family, with connection, with raising children, within the birth world, within motherhood, with women in general, like it doesn't even have to be <laughs> having to do with babies and birth, but I know that that's such a pivotal and vulnerable moment and point in time in women's lives that anything that's like already an issue in a woman's life is kind of highlighted in that phase and in that portal. So I just, I feel really strongly that those are the points that need to, you know, be given attention to and some love. You say that it's your mission. Your mission is to help women take their power back, reclaim their fierceness, become wildly confident and anchored in their truth and access the unconditional love and freedom they've always desired by reparenting their inner child and consciously choosing a different way. Why is this mission so and work so personally important to you? Uh, because that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did. And that's what this process was all about. And I have this thing with time that everything just takes forever with me in my life. But part of it is that like, I didn't have anybody to show me a different way. And so I had to really figure it all out on my own and to have gone through that. And now to say, okay, well, I did this and this isn't the way, but there's many ways like it. And let me show you can help so many other people go through it so much easier, you know? And so this mission is to really help others to kind of do this hard, it's hard work yeah. and painful work. And how can we do it in a way that is sustainable, that is fun, that we actually enjoy doing um, so that it's, you know, a little bit less hard. <laughs> <laughs> Now, this is very spiritual work. So I'm curious, how does traditional spirituality differ from a spirituality that honors the divine feminine, in your opinion? Mm, you know, I think that they're really just all connected. I think there's yeah. so many, when it comes to spirituality, religion, all of these things that have to do with God and any kind of other realm stuff, there's a thread that connects everything. Right. And I have always been tapped into that level of truth that there's not any one right way any more than there's any one right way to go through this healing process and to do this work. So to understand spirituality and to kind of understand how the divine is really just kind of represented in many different facets, in many different ways, in many different angles to tap into and touch the many different types of people there are in the world, then you can kind of say, oh, okay, so I know that me as a divine mother mentor, I'm not going to click with a lot of people who don't need the mother medicine. I mean, I think everybody does because we all need moms and we all have yeah, a mom and we all have a thing, you know, with our yeah. mom. But that's different than like, really, how do you mother yourself? Like, that's not going to be the way for everybody. When you're tapping into the spirituality, there's the divine masculine 
which you think of like he God, like Jesus came from God. Like there's this like manly version. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the divine feminine and the divine feminine is just like a totally different realm. And it was fascinating for me when I was really getting into this archetype and the divine feminine and the divine mother that I had never really like connected to God in that way, the feminine side of, of God to the coming to God to, you know, pray or whatever, but it's in a different way. Like you're coming in saying, these are all my problems. Show me the way. Cause you think yeah. moms always know like such a broader spectrum of the world than a child does. And it's our yep. fun job to show them like, look, these, these are your options. This is so much cooler than what you're doing right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, let's, let's like up the ante a little bit. And so yeah. you come to God in that way. That's like mom, mother, like help me, show me these are my issues. This is what I'm dealing with. Help, like, what do you got? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Show me what you got. It's, it's a totally different kind of dynamic with you and God at that point when you right. bring in the divine feminine. Can you share a little bit about the rest of the work you do and how, if at all, if it all does tie into the divine mother mentor work that you do with your clients? Mm. I think everything in my life is connected. <laughs> <laughs> I think everything in my life is connected. So most of the work I do with my clients is very much tapping into the mother. And the other work I do in my world as a mom, as a friend, as a doula, as a photographer, you know, it's all very much tapping into that mother energy still. I think everything that I've done in my life from my photography business to my doula business to the passions, the things that I love to learn about and, and enjoy diving into have always been surrounding this mother energy and understanding what it is and embodying it and sharing it with people and teaching them how to, how to do this for themselves. So now as a mom, obviously I'm, I'm like literally in that role and I'm yeah. like, Whoa, it's like a totally different, <laughs> totally <laughs> different experience because I am that. And it, yeah. it actually really deepened my, my connection to God in that way. Because if you think of God as your mother and father in that way, and you're a mom, you're like, wow, oh, this is how they feel about me. This is what they want for me. This isn't a, oh, when is it going to happen? What, you know, what, why am I here? Why is this happening to me kind of situation? It's like, oh, wow. Like you're here with me through this and yeah. you have answers. Like, can you show, can you show me? <laughs> show me the way. Exactly. Exactly. And it's way more fun once you kind of shift the mindset around it like that. What type of person or client is your ideal client? What things do you look for in a potential client before you decide to work with them? Mm, that's a great question. So obviously the people I'm, I work with are going to be dealing somewhat with this mother wound, inner child wound, father wounds, those sorts of things. And they have identified that in some way that they know there there was a struggle of a relationship with one of them or both of them. There was some sort of woundings and, and experiences as a child that were, you know, unpleasant and, and probably they're still struggling with. And they are willing and ready to move through that, to look at it, to face it, to see how it's impacting every single aspect of their world and to release it and to move beyond that and see what's on the other side. 
So very much somebody who's conscious and aware that there was something happening and I can kind of help them navigate and clarify things, but I'm not necessarily helping them discover. (laughs) So now that's not to say that there's not things that we discover because when you're doing some of the deep trauma healing work, like in the deep or memories of the emotional body that are before conscious memory, you might discover some things that happened maybe in your birth, when you were in, in the womb, when you were a really small baby or toddler, but you're not necessarily going to be discovering a massive sort of unknown, like whatever, wow, my relationship was totally not what what I thought it was kind of situation. There's not this really intense massive heavy, breakthrough. Ma- right. There's not this massive trauma breakthrough. There's right. it's this underlying thing that's happening here that we help to uncover and clarify and heal and move on from. And the process there is different for everybody, obviously. And I've been doing a lot of different sessions with a lot of different people. And it's really different for everybody and their different needs. But what we want to do is is heal that root of it. So you might know yeah. this pattern, right? So you would recognize you had this pattern. You were a child, young adult. These things keep happening, but now you got to find the root of it. So that's not a discovery of something brand new. It's a discovery of, wow, this is the first time it ever happened. And now right. I, I can deal with it. So somebody who's willing to go deep, somebody who's ready to heal, somebody who's not afraid of the healing process. Someone who's not afraid of putting in the work. Yeah. That is what it's going to take a lot of work. That healing process takes a hell of a lot of work. Yeah. What lights you up or inspires you the most about the work that you do, Heather? Honestly, every time that I get off of a call, I'm just like really, really lit up. There's only been like one or two calls in the past few years that I didn't get off the call feeling like really lit up. And that was because that person wasn't ready, you know? And so to dive deep and to like do this work with people and to guide the way through it for them, you know, just showing them the way I I can't do any of the work for them, but I can show them the way and and hold the space for them through it is literally just everything that lights me up about this work to see that transformation, to see people go deep. I love to go deep. It lights me up in my world. And like, I've gotten to a point where I've gone through all of the depths, like there's no more depths <laughs> to go through in my own world. Obviously, there's depth in many ways, in all ways in my world. But in terms of this, in terms of the inner child, in terms of that trauma and those woundings, yes, they're going to yeah. come up and they're going to be repeated. And I'm going to know, you know, I'm going to be like, oh, okay, that's this thing. And now I have the tools and I can move through it really easily and in a fun way. But the work of going that deep is over. And so now it really lights me up to see other people going through that, to see other people facing themselves, like really showing up to meet themselves in that way. To witness transformation is one of the most beautiful things to to be part of and to see. It's just, I don't think there are enough words to describe how beautiful that is. Exactly. I want to speak to you a little bit about women in entrepreneurship. What are your thoughts on the landscape of entrepreneurship and women-run businesses in terms of how it's evolved and how it's continuing to shift and evolve, in your opinion? Well, there's definitely a lot more women going into business for themselves. And 
I feel like it coincides with this empowerment movement, you know, Mm -hmm. that you're part of, that I'm part of, that so many of the beautiful people in my world are part of that is encouraging people and showing them there is a different way. There is another way to do this. You are capable of doing this. You can create a world and a life where you can enjoy your life the way you desire to and not be stuck in any kind of way that you perceive or don't desire in your world. So I definitely see it as a a really beautiful, empowering movement to see so many more women stepping into that role. What do you think is causing that shift? Why do you think so many women are now stepping into the world of entrepreneurship? I think it's the desire for freedom. At least it is in my world. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that could be a bias. There could be a million different reasons, but For me specifically, it's that freedom. I want to be home raising my child myself. I want to be, you know, doing the work that I'm here to do that lights me up, that makes me happy. And I want to do it in the way that I want to do it, not in the way that somebody else wants to do it. And to have that freedom to be home with my family to wake up at 1030 and race to get on a call, (laughs) Um, you know, because my kid wanted to sleep in. Like I have the freedom to do that. There's this really uncomfortable bounds around my life. Like there were when I was a kid that really feels spacious and enjoyable. And I can't do that in other settings. And so, I mean, this has been happening slowly over time. I think we still have a long way to go in terms of women making that shift and getting the recognition and the accolades that they deserve, whether it's in the corporate world or through entrepreneurship. So I'm curious your thoughts on how do you think women can continue to push through and break down these barriers that are preventing these things from happening at a quicker pace? Ooh, well, this just kind of takes me back to... the patriarchy matriarchy paradox and swing of things and the pendulum that happens there and the world that we grew up in that we are part of is very much one that women don't believe in themselves they don't believe they can have it all they don't believe they can do it all and i don't say that in like a you know you can have everything in all ways and <laughs> do everything on your own that's not right. what i mean but i just mean like you know, if you want it, you can have it and you can make that happen for yourself. It's not without effort. It's not going to be easy, but as a woman growing up in this world, that is very much, you know, a patriarchal based culture that it's taken a lot for me to believe that I could live this life. And even as I'm creating it, I still question at every turn that it's kind of denied, you know, in the manifestation process, you have that whole denial process of really questioning whether you can do things. Um, It still comes up of whether or not I can actually do this. And so I think the biggest thing women can do to make it happen faster, to get through that process a little bit quicker is to trust that that's part of the process and Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean anything about your worth and whether or not you can do it. You absolutely can do it. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's something, me being the father of two girls, I think that's something that we need to as parents, start instilling in our children from a very young age, whether they're boys or girls, it doesn't matter. But since we're obviously speaking about women, I think that we need to start instilling these values into our children from a very young age so that they just 
grow up and inherently believe and know that they can do this, that they can do anything they want in their lives. They can accomplish anything they want and that they believe in themselves and they have an unshakable confidence in who they are. And if if we start doing that from a young age, they'll just grow up not knowing any different. Like it'll just be in their DNA. They just know that this is who I am. Absolutely. But it also goes a little bit further than just telling them that. Yeah. Oh, of course. I grew up in a generation of like, you can be anything, you can be whatever you want to be there. You know, there's a whole song about it, like yeah. whatever you want to be, but there was still a disconnect there. Like they were telling me this, but they didn't believe it. So how could I believe it? Yeah. I mean, we have to lead by example, right? right. This is how our children learn. But I think that if we keep those things, those two pieces together, lead by example and continually instill and drill this into our children's heads, it will make a huge difference as they grow up and step into adulthood and they just continue to believe in themselves and it just perpetuates that cycle. Yeah, 100%. What advice do you have for women looking to grow either their own business or within a company, say there's, they're in that corporate world and that's what they know and that's what they love. What advice would you give to them in order to grow either their business or within the company they work for? That's a hard one. (laughs) So many different angles you could go with that, but I'd say to definitely make sure that they're enjoying themselves and that they enjoy what they do and that they are passionate about what they do. And then at that point, it doesn't matter what the journey looks like, you're going to be successful if you love what you do. Beautifully said. Obviously, you are a huge advocate for women's empowerment. So with that in mind, what do you do to empower yourself and other women? I, on a daily basis, spend time with myself doing practices, you know, kind of giving myself these pep talks (laughs) where I am, I mean, the practices are meant to just empower myself to reprogram my brain to know that, yeah, I can do anything and whatever the day has for me, I'm here and prepared for it. I fill my cup, you know, like that's, that's the, the purpose of the practices is to really fill my cup, to spend time with me, to love me so that then I am able to provide that for others, my kid, my family, my friends, my clients, anybody in my world, I can share with them what's overflowing. And so to really prioritize me in that way Mm -hmm. empowers me with plenty of overflow to then give out and share with the world. I love it. So I'm curious, you are the mother of a son. Mm-hmm. So what do you do to empower your son? Mm, that's a great question. And I've actually been diving deeper into how I can do this as he grows. Um, yeah. Really good with the younger age bracket, because I think there's not so much of a difference when they're really little as to yeah. how you, how you kind of handle everything with a boy or a girl. But as they age, things are going to be a little bit different. You know, society starts to step in and do their thing and you kind of have to be prepared to handle all of that. Yeah. But I've been really as a young toddler, you know, he's only two and a half right now to empower him. I really give him a lot of choices. I give him respect. I give him the things that I feel like I wanted at that point in my life. Like just because I'm little doesn't mean that I don't matter, that my opinions don't matter, that what I want doesn't matter. And I very much consider him in decisions in how things are going to go. And, you know, I don't let him run the show by any means, but I place those boundaries with consideration around 
around what he wants because there's no reason a lot of times why he can't have what he wants. So I give him the respect of knowing what he wants for himself and to, you know, the space to explore what he actually wants. And I give him a lot of choices so that he has this sense of power and control over his life and his world, even if he's, you know, not actually in control of something. (laughs) There's a lot of the time, but you know, as a small child, like that's really important to instill in them. Like, I don't care how little you are or how much you don't know about the world. You still matter. Your decisions matter. Your desires matter and you are capable of making a choice for yourself. Absolutely. So keeping with this theme, what does the word empowerment mean to you? I think it really means to be connected to the power you hold within yourself and over your world and your life and, you know, the power you have to create the experiences that you're you're having in your world, you know, the owning in in many ways it's owning your part in in what's happening and what you're experiencing as well as really taking your power back from wherever you've given it away to and understanding you know it's not a matter of you not having the power <laughs> to, yeah. to create a world and a life and an experience that you you desire it's a matter of you just stop giving it away to other places and things and people that don't deserve it that don't need it you know you can just take yeah. that back and and now all of a sudden you have so much more power to do what you want to do with it and right. i think you know for women to just understand the power they hold within themselves as a creator as a woman as a human as a spiritual being there's just so much in there there's so much in there that once you tap into it you're just like wow how did i ever give this away (laughs) (laughs) yeah very true beautifully said heather what do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful i'm really stubborn (laughs) (laughs) so i have just this will about me that's like, I want what I want and I'm really not going to let anything else happen. Like I'm, I, there's just no other choices there. There's no um, stopping you. Yeah. Well, they're stopping me. They're slowing me down. That little, <laughs> that way. They're slowing me down. There's a lot yeah. of that, but there's no stopping. Like there's not any of that that's happening there. I'm very much, you know, persistent and no, what I want is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> And so speaking of success, how do you define that word success? What does that word mean to you? You know, there's definitely, I think, two different ways that I look at it. And one is the one I'm trying to get away from. And one of one is the one that, you know, is a constant. So the success that I want to get away from is that that level of the numbers game, right? And it doesn't matter what number it is. It's just a numbers game. And there's an element of success that has to do with numbers. But really, it's only that like initial phase of creation that gets kind of tripped up in that world. And so once you're kind of getting out of that space, you kind of start to recognize that the numbers don't really matter. They do in some fundamental ways in 3D humanness, like it matters a little bit. But what really, really like defines success is how you feel on a day-to-day basis, how you feel at the end of the day about what you did, what you created, how you served and supported people or, or contributed to the world and feeling really fulfilled in what you chose to do with your time that day and with your energy and your presence. And success in that realm is 
that it's in alignment. Like you did what you wanted to do. You achieved what you set out to. You were able to, you know, be the most authentically you in that day for whatever the life had to offer you. But it was all about how, how you feel, not any sort of outward obscure numbers. <laughs> yeah. It's inside. Yeah. Heather, what was a turning point in your life and how did that affect you? Becoming a mom. That was the biggest turning point in my life. It happened around my Saturn return. I consciously conceived my son, but I did so unconsciously. So that's a whole nother conversation, but I was spiritually <laughs> open to it, but I wasn't actually intending to actually create a human. I was just spiritually open to, all right, like I'm ready for motherhood. Like yeah. bring, me, bring me my partner, bring me my like whole, like, you know, life, my new life I'm going to have, you know, I'm ready for this thing. And what ended up happening was I ended up becoming pregnant with somebody I barely knew. And he was just not a good person and he didn't treat me very well. He didn't want my son. He wasn't supportive in any facet. <laughs> well, I'm so and sorry to hear that. And yeah, you know, it was a really, really tough time to kind of accept that all of my choices kind of led me to that point. And that's when I said, all right, I'm done with the bullshit. Yeah. I'm like there's yeah. no more of this. What is happening here? Why does this keep happening? And that's when I started to do this really deep work. And I started to do this really intense healing that incorporated, you know, all of my inner child stuff, all of my mom stuff, all of my dad stuff, all of the subsequent relationship stuff, all of the PTSD I got from him, all of the birth trauma from giving birth, all of the postpartum stuff with raising my kid with my parents in my childhood home, like all of this stuff kind of just like came to a head. And I was like, I am so done with this stuff. What is it? I'm going to yeah. look at it. I don't care what it is. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to heal it. I'm going to get, not get rid of it, but you know, like have work the ability on it, work to, on it. yeah, to work it, to transform this, to really do something different and create a life I actually have been wanting and was actually intending when I, and you know, deserving. Yeah. When I consciously conceived him in, in some facet of the term. So that was the, my turning point was having my son and really recognizing that I can pass this on to him for to deal with, or I can deal with it myself and create a, a world that he can really, that will really support his purpose too. That's a beautiful conscious decision you made though, because a lot of people wouldn't have the self-awareness to make that conscious decision and they would just pass that on. Yeah. So kudos to you for, first of all, being self-aware. Second of all, being willing to put in the work to do that. Yeah. Because as you said, when we talked earlier about your clients, you want to work with people who are willing to put in and do that healing work. So kudos to you for doing it. Thank you. What is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after you learned it? The most important thing I learned was how to really take care of and prioritize myself and my needs and to give me what I need to really love myself unconditionally, no matter where I'm at, no matter what I'm doing, no matter what struggle I'm facing, this is where I am and this is okay. And I love myself no matter what it is. And to really set those boundaries around the prioritizing myself first. I can't give anything to my son or to my clients or to my family or friends. I can't give anything if I'm not okay. Yeah. 
And that's the lesson moms need to, you know, across the board learn because that's the... I think women, not even just moms, I think women need to learn that because women get so caught up in being all the things for everybody else. They always put themselves on the back burner. Absolutely. Put everyone else's needs ahead of theirs. Exactly. And it's especially, you know, ingrained in, you know, movies and things like that. Yeah. The mother that's like run to the ground. And I think women knowing that motherhood could be in their life at some point kind of have that in the backseat of like, oh, well, this is just how we are as women and everyone else matters before me. And, you know, this is part of the patriarchy. This is part of the mother wound. This is the foundation of the mother wound. And it's really a tough thing to break. It's a really tough mindset to break that other people matter more than me. Yes, they matter. And yes, it's nice to care about other people. But also, I matter too. And and nobody's going to do anything for me if I don't do it for myself first. That's right. I have to set the standard. And, you know, people learn how to treat you based on how you treat yourself. For sure. For sure. You are of no use to anybody if you're not looking after yourself first. Exactly. So it's an important lesson. And that's a hard lesson to learn. For it sure. Is. It is. It really is. Can you tell me about a moment when a person's kindness made a difference in your life? Yeah. I was in the process of publishing the third multi-author book and one of the co-authors bought me a couple of copies of the book because I was just in such a tight financial spot wrapping up my legal process with my son's father and all of that stuff. I just was like so at capacity. I couldn't even you know, buy a few copies of my own book. And one of the co-authors offered to buy me a few. And, you know, I was expecting just one copy. I just wanted yeah. one copy for pictures, you know, to read, yeah. the, to have a copy of it. I think she sent me two or three. And I remember feeling so grateful for her kindness, for her, you know, support for her to just to care for me in that way, in that moment. And it was definitely one of those moments where I was recognizing how closed off I was to receiving how closed uh, off I was to, of puzzle. uh-huh absolutely and it, I, it, I really recognized wow like I'm not even open to receiving how can I fix this problem I'm in without being open to receiving and being open to the support to the love to the money in general right if that was my actual like 3d problem but just pure kindness of you know, she didn't have to do that. And she said, I know, but I really wanted to, and you deserve it. And it just really hit me in a certain kind of way that, you know, you don't experience something like that all the time. Yeah. It's a beautiful gesture. Definitely. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? I think this is a great question. And, you know, you can go in a lot of different directions with it, but honestly, I think it was my son's father. And I think it's because he treated me in a certain kind of way that really made me recognize and look at why somebody like that was in my life. And, you know, I could have had a kid at the same time in my life, you know, if if I had had a loving partner and stuff, it would not have led to all of what what happened. It would not have led to the healing process. It would not have led to me coming to this purpose of doing this work. And so as much as I want to say my son did, you know, know, it's not, it's not because his father is the person that showed me the patterns that I wanted no more of, you know, and to really take a hard look at myself and to really do the work to make sure that somebody like that was no longer capable of reaching me ever again. Wow. That is a huge acknowledgement and 
again, speaking to that self-awareness bit to, like you said, it would have been so easy to say, well, it was my son. But, you know, to realize that, to have the wherewithal to realize that this man that was part of my life for this short period of time changed the trajectory of my life because of who he was and showing you what you did not want in your life. That is massive. Yeah, I'm really grateful for that experience, even though it was the hardest experience of my life. I am eternally grateful for, for his part in my world. Well, thank you for sharing that. So we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions is just be one, two, three, forward answer type thing. Okay. Okay. What was your very first job? I was a host at Ruby Tuesdays. (laughs) Ruby Tuesdays. I've eaten there a few times. (laughs) (laughs) If you had a theme song that played every time you walked into a room, what song would that be? Oh, this one's really hard. But honestly, I'd probably say The Fruitful Darkness by Trevor Hall. I love yeah. that song. How would you describe yourself in one word? Oh, my gosh. I'm a goober. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? How to access unconditional love. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? A father for my son. At what time of the day do you get your best work done? In the middle of the afternoon. And that concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. (laughs) What's something surprising you've learned about yourself in the past year? How much power I have in my life and my experience of this life and how I can create anything in this life. (laughs) That's a powerful realization. Mm -hmm. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? I think in this moment, I'd really love to sit down and talk to Brene Brown. I just love her and her teachings. And I really feel like, you know, having a conversation, you know, I know she's pretty introverted, but I am too in some ways. And I feel like it would be a really awesome conversation to have with her. What is your favorite self-care practice? Yoga or dancing. I love, I just love to move my body. It changes the trajectory of my entire day. If I have that happen <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> Dance parties, yoga. Yep. <laughs> just it. body movement. Get it moving. Get out moving. Yeah, that's it. What aspect of your personality do you think has been the most helpful in your career? You know, I think it's... I know I said earlier, I have the superpower of being stubborn, but it's actually gotten me in a lot of it's it's slowed me down a lot in terms of growing my business and, you know, building this career and stuff, because I can be stubborn that I'm going to succeed and do this thing, but I can't be stubborn in how it's going to happen. And so I think one of the best parts of my personality that has helped me move through that is this side of me that I finally kind of tapped into once I connected to the divine feminine and the divine mother, which is this pure love, full acceptance, compassion for wherever I'm at. And that translates to wherever somebody else is at. So this, this level of compassion that maybe wasn't there before. I have a lot of this tough love mother energy right. when necessary for the, you know, to teach these boundaries, to teach these priorities, to teach these like you matter lessons. But 
when it comes to really just holding space and having compassion for where somebody's at, that has sort of catapulted my business in a different way, you know, to make sure people know, like, it is okay to be wherever you're at. (laughs) Yeah, love it. Heather, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? That it all has purpose and no matter how crappy it is to just let it be and not accept everything, you know, by any means, but to just know that whatever it is has its purpose. And lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, like your tribe, your corner of the world, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart? To not be afraid of who you really are and to accept who you really are and to share who you really are with the world. We have a lot of wounds around who we really are because we were told that we were wrong, bad, broken, not good enough, etc. And Uh to really tap into and learn that you're perfect exactly as you are and to share that with the world because you're not going to really experience the love that the world has to offer until you do. Beautifully said and a wonderful way to end the interview. Heather, thank you so very much for being here with me today and for taking the time to share a little bit about your story, your journey, all of the wonderful, beautiful work you're doing. I appreciate you being here and I'm honored and grateful to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. So thank you and keep shining your bright, beautiful light out into the world with the beautiful work that you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And I'm so grateful to be able to share. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Heather Robinson. She is a divine mother mentor, a guide for conscious reparenting, inner child and mother wound healing. Thank you so much, Heather. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you. You too. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.